Hey, Stacy. Hey, Kath. <laughs> Are we GHing? Yes, please. <laughs> Today, we are going to be covering episodes 136 to 140 of season 60. And the spoiler alert is CFS. Crazy fucking spoilers. There's a lot, people. A lot that happened. And yeah, it, there were spoilers all over. And, and I think it's going to get real good. As it should, because this is, you know. Oh, it's getting so dangerous. Don't you feel like the danger is ramping up? Oh, yeah. And like the intrigue and there's so much going on. Not to Mm -hmm. mention the nurse's ball. Yay. Okay. Where do we want to start? I think we have to start. Let's look. Let's just get Epiphany out of the way because the whole thing about this here. Let me just say this right off the bat. I did not have enough tissues this week for these episodes. And we didn't think we needed them for Friday. No, but we we did. did. Wednesday was a scripted service for both Epiphany and the actress that played her, Sonia Eddy. And I thought it was phenomenally done, like from start to finish. They brought back a lot of characters with reminders. Like I had forgotten that Milo was her boyfriend And it was nice to have that be kind of acknowledged casually by everyone. And even the hug at the end between him and Marshall, it was really nice because it gave her more depth than just the nurse who gave Sunny sass, you know? Agreed. Emma showed up, Robin's daughter, which was a nice cameo and also gave Anna kind of a connection to the actual service which she couldn't attend of course because of still being in hiding from Victor. So it was nice to see all of them and also um a character who I forgot the name of, Felix Dubois and I had to look it up, but I recognized who he was, a nurse. Also very exciting to see him back. And then basically it was like a little bit of a lead up. Liz was pretty much still running through like in her head epiphany wasn't too pleased with her for having you know helped kind of hide esme yeah but that even like that had been building up all last week right and we kept saying oh no oh no oh no and then finally this had like such a lovely circular payoff with monica calling her at the end of the funeral saying hey you know, Epiphany did send a letter. She planned on, you know, reading it in person. And she also recommended you for head nurse in her absence. And so it kind of had like this, I think Liz got to complete that worry. Like she didn't have to worry endlessly, which is not a gift that you get often with sudden deaths like that. And we got to hear from the guest star, um, what was her name? Yvette? Nicole, Nicole Brown, Brown, who, according to the magazine Stacy sent me, um, was real life friends of Sonia Eddy. But we got to hear through this guest star about how she died. And that was also helpful because there was a question like, did she get hit by a car? But, you know, so you got to kind of understand that, no, she had helped, you know, rescue somebody on the side of the road and then collapsed and died of heart failure. So like secondary causes because of smoke inhalation, right? Because she had a condition. That's yeah. So I thought that was great. And they they really 
everybody got a chance to talk about her. They got a chance to remember. So they got a chance to interlace the whole episode with scenes reminding you kind of that the woman never aged. (laughs) Oh my God. She looked amazing the whole time. She was like 2006 or something that it said when she started, she looked the same in 2023, 2022, I guess. And and also her voice, like it was her voice singing the song. You're not alone at the end of the episode. Heartbreaking. Which again, according to the magazine, Stacey sent me, um, they're supposed to (laughs) have more epiphany tributes in the nurse's ball. So I'm assuming it's going to hear more of her beautiful voice. So it was just a lovely, I thought it was extremely well done, not over the top. The speeches were great. And And you got to see, to your point, like they dug into how she impacted other people. Yeah. And even, you know, you got to see other people stepping up for each other. Like, I really liked the scene where Brad found Felix. Yeah. He's like, I remember. And then it showed Epiphany saying, you could do better. Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, they weren't all just sappy scenes. Like, there was, you know... The real character. I just really enjoyed it as well. It was real sad. And as Kathy may or may not remember, like Kathy was having like a very emotional time. And I had dogs from hell, like just nonstop (laughs) going ridiculous. And I was like, well, if you ever want to not be sad while watching something very emotional, just have your dogs being total assholes. Um, That was great. That was great. I got sucked into the magazines. Like there was a whole article about like why Robin wasn't there because she had to work, but she wanted to be there. Yeah. She did her own little, you know, in writing tribute. Like it was very, very sweet. Yeah. And they even at the very end got Liesl involved with shooting off the fireworks, which I thought was a beautiful touch. So kudos to the writers. Cause I know that had to have been super emotional. And you know, one thing before we switch to the other storyline, the, when they were doing the speeches, I want to just hats off to the art direction. Cause those flowers that kind of framed everybody who was speaking were really gorgeous and fitting, not overdone, just really nice. It was it was quite beautiful inside that chapel. I like that they had put her on the wall. Usually that stayed for like chiefs of staff. Yeah. And, and I felt like it was fitting for Epiphany to be there. And I don't I don't know if that's true in GH, just in normal hospitals, that's sort of what it is. And it seemed like it was mostly doctors up there. So I really like that they added her to that. Yeah, I agreed. And I loved when Marshall meets Milo and he's like, who's that? Yeah. Curtis is like, that's her ex. <laughs> and I was just dying. <laughs> and he's like, oh, excuse me. Here I am, an old man, and this young buck is her ex. Okay. Yeah, that was very cute. That was such a lovely, lovely touch. All right, we're going to move on to the opposite of a lovely touch. Oh, God. Wow, the Victor storyline. It's okay, hard to so watch. It was so hard to watch. And Kathy and I just kept screaming at the screen at Eileen, who kept thinking, I can do it. And we're like, leave that drive on the floor. Are you stupid? What is wrong with you? Like, we're screaming at the TV. Um, because, of course, he knew she took it. Mm-hmm. Of course. 
and and he just takes her with him and then like she gives everybody up in an instant she gave everybody up she gave up more yeah she gave up everything everybody she gave up felicia she gave up robert scorpio she gave up everybody everybody's alive and uh, everybody's in on it laura every i was like wow okay well now you're dead because you've held nothing back yeah there's no reason and and she's like okay are we good and he's like one more thing push <laughs> and he and actually off somebody as stacy i know <laughs> i like the big thing with us is we're like he's always threatening stuff but he never does anything but boy he he did it he did it um, and we find out, like, she broke multiple bones on the way down. And then she washed up where Sonny and Dex find her. Oh, and then Laura's God. reaction was very emotional. I thought was that was so great. well done. Oh, my gosh. How worried she was instantaneously. And the fact that she just kind of turned around to look at Sonny, just barely containing herself. And yeah, Sonny knew crying. exactly what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was... It was hard. It was, yeah. And um, and now they're having to relocate. Sunny goes to, she's like, stay here. You can only relocate once. Like, we're moving you to a safe house. Stay here. And Valentine's like, we know what to do. And he's like, look, we have to do this right. We have to do this cautiously. And then on a, they find out, like, then Drew shows up at the safe house. And he's like, Felicia sent me because she had stuff she had to do for the nurse's ball and and Victor is missing. And he's like, oh. And Eileen did not leave of her own volition. She has a dog. Oh, yeah. And oh, The dog was, was so well cared for. And there were so many toys and beds. And this dog was in sad shape, had not been taken care of in a while. It's like she would not have left her dog in that shape. And that, that was so heartbreaking to me. Yeah. So apparently he took her to the, took the dog to the quarter mains. She's getting loved on. You see, I'm now focused on the dog. (laughs) Not helpful this week. Um, And then we're going to go into this later, like what leads up to this. But Spencer meets with Victor after we learn that Victor checked out of the Metro court. And... Spencer is is not going to be redeemable. I mean, he's been redeemed from a lot. Yeah. But if he is an accomplice in killing Esme, Trina is not going to overlook that. She's just not. Agreed. I look. And Victor totally lies to Spencer as well. Oh, that's the worst part of this is that Spencer once again, and we've talked about this endlessly, is being manipulated by somebody. And yeah. at this time. I think he's at fault. Spencer's at fault here because Spencer knows his uncle is a shady character. Mm-hmm. So not cool, and, Spencer. And it was like right after Valentine says, my father is a master manipulator. And yeah. Switch over. And he is. And then you see like, you know, the little bit of exposition between him and his weird minion guy. The henchman Watkins. Victor, we've learned, has just creepy old men as henchmen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And there was the other thing 
Oh, speaking of creepy old men. So we're going to talk about the nurse's ball. But this old man with like a cane, those cane with like the four feet, you know, to be real sturdy. He's like, I'm supposed to have lunch with my daughter, but the terrace is closed. Maxie says, Mom, can you take him up to the Metro Court something? The Metro Court restaurant or whatever. And we haven't even got into this, but this is also part of it. It's part of the nurse's ball thing. But as soon as Kathy says about creepy old men henchmen, I go, oh, shit. Is that old man with the cane a henchman? Yeah. Sure enough, he Stacey is. Stacy was like, he's oh my god. Victor. Yeah, we'll get into that. But he, I mean, he looked like, I don't know, that he should be in maybe an active senior living community in like a polo shirt and khakis. Very unlike Victor's M.O. henchman. I was dying. That was a lot. I just, Victor's full on evil now. What is he going to do? And what are Valentine and Anna going to do? And Sonny left at the end of that, like, I'm taking care of this. Victor is dead to me. Luke Spencer was one of my closest friends. Victor killed him. I'm going to take care of this before anything else happens. And I personally, as we've all discussed, love Sonny. I have faith in the man. So. Well, and Victor's weirdo henchman, Watkins, says... You didn't tell him you were leaving town. And he's like, yeah, I didn't. And also I didn't tell him that we're not really doing what he wants, which apparently Spencer wants to put Esme in prison. Yeah, he wants to frame her for something so that she has to go back to prison. He wants her to be prosecuted. Mm -hmm. And Victor's like, yeah, that's not a thing. Um, She's, he doesn't say it, but like clearly Victor's plan is death. Yeah. Just going to start pushing people off bridges. Yeah. We're, we're coming to a sincere showdown and I'm, I am here for it. I'm going to wear like a red t-shirt and everything. I'll be ready. Oh my gosh. I'm just going to, a little bit of a shout out to, I think her real name is Nancy, the actress that plays Alexis. She's posting on social media. It doesn't really matter what she's posting about, but she's like, and I'll be wearing glitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that. It's just like, it's like a serious kind of posting. And then she's like, I don't think it was glitter, but like, and I'll be wearing something with glitz or sparkle. And I was like, I love you so hard. Your spirit animal is pretty fantastic. All right. Well, that leads us into the nurse's ball, which is the last storyline, which is just really, really fun. Maxie is, of course, doing Maxie. She's just doing probably way too much. And on Monday's episode, she is asking Joss to perform. She's telling Dex he has the pecs. Oh, I mean the pipes for the magic wands. Uh, She like basically is kind of just a whirlwind of energy. But she's also dealing with Lucy, who is angry that Maxie's not responding you know, I think she's doing the best she can to deal with it, with Lucy's kind of inane, this is what I want, etc. But she's still, like, she's still holding it together. Like, she only lost it briefly when she had Lucy in her earbud, thinking that it was going to be okay for Lucy to listen into the conversations, but very quickly realized that as people were talking about who should emcee the event, and everybody decided it should be Bobby Spencer, you know, Lucy just freaked out and um, Maxie had to cut her off completely. And the the funniest part of that was when Felix Dubois was like, I was really good friends with Lucy. I know exactly what Lucy would want. And Bobby, you know, you're it. And Lucy just loses it over the, the phone. But I think, you know, 
other than gathering all the different people together, Maxi, I think honestly is the only one that could focus on the, the glitz and the glamour of nurses ball, as opposed to just like the events, because she has that sense of like, you know, she understands fashion or she understands kind of that there's a, there's a, what do you call it? A flimsy layer to the nurse's ball in addition to the serious piece of it. So it's kind of neat to see her freaking out over who's going to be in what show and what is the, the decorations going to look like. But the, the, the way this kind of like continued to develop throughout the week was that Lucy was becoming more and more anxious and decided to just start to watch the red carpet with her popcorn and then Maxie gets interviewed and then the interviewer uh, was like, oh, I hear there's a, another dropout from the magic wands. And Maxie's like, oh, well, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Lucy freaks out, puts on sunglasses as a disguise. Oh, my God. And a giant fur coat. And shows up at the nurse's ball red carpet. She calls for a car. She calls for a car service. <laughs> and, and she's like, well, that's what I did last time. Oh, my God. I just wanted to throttle her. harasses Maxie and suggests that Maxie hire Mac, which was so funny because Maxie's response was, what part of um, Mac is my, my stepfather? stepfather? <laughs> Do you not understand? <laughs> and, uh, uh, but that was really Oh cute. my God. And Lucy kept saying, yeah, well, he is a daddy. Like oh it was, it was so, it was I was so cute. It was very cute. Um, because I agree, Mac is cute. He'd be cute in it. But obviously, Maxie would never agree to that. But Maxie seemed to think that she had somebody else in mind. So who is that? I don't know. And then the whole thing with, you know, because Lucy was there and this old man was like, where's my... And then, like Stacy said, she's like, oh, mom, will you help him go upstairs? That guy basically then calls Victor and says, hey, I found Lucy and she used a car service to get here. So now Victor her. can track her back to the safe house. Oh, wonderful, Lucy. But also, Victor, Victor said he was leaving Port Charles, or that's what his henchman implied. That's what his henchman implied. Yeah. Well, I just, I'm very confused. Well, we'll find out. I mean, I think he's leaving because people are going to tie him to Eileen, but there's really no evidence of that, no. other than dead Eileen's testimony. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, Stacey. You're the one that predicts most of these things. <laughs> I am I'm at a loss right now, other than I just want to punch Spencer. Or, or, like, I just want to smack him around, I feel mm -hmm. like. Like, I feel like he needs to be bitch slapped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On to sorry. fashion first. Speaking of Maxi, um, I have... Uh, one that I did not like that I'll just start with because obviously just get this out of the way. I just did not like Joss's weird brown turtleneck with the line down the middle. Did not, did not care for it. Kathy has an anti-turtleneck agenda. I do general, actually. I do. But even I, who I like turtlenecks fine. I didn't like the seam down the front. It looked weird. Mm -hmm. Not my favorite. I, on the other hand, did like Laura's turtleneck on Friday mm. it was like a an aqua color and she had like a coat on and it wasn't like skin tight turtleneck and she had a necklace I thought she looked lovely while she was crying to Sonia about how terrifying everything is now she always looks lovely and I thought Maxie's whole week was phenomenal 
Stacy disagrees, but I loved the Mickey Mouse shirt. I loved the black shirt on Friday. I thought Maxie's hair was like, oh, the whole the whole week was phenomenal for me. I would like to clarify: I'm not anti Mickey Mouse, and I did think Maxie looked lovely. I'm just not a big fan of the American flag being part of designs. I'm, well, it was hard to tell it was Mickey Mouse too. Like you could tell it was red, white, and blue, but you couldn't really tell that it was a Mickey Mouse. Um, face but that's my own personal agenda it's fine but uh, I thought she looked lovely I would have preferred if her Mickey Mouse ear did not have stars and stripes on it and then it would have been perfect for me Mm -hmm. Kathy was into it the way it was totally fine I was also into Willow's pink sweater oh and her pink pajama pants Mm -hmm. very cute very cute I mean she looked terrible because she was having a bad day yeah but her pajama outfit looked great and then Liz yeah. rocked the week and i feel like diane did as well yeah um, with that really coat liked, yep and i liked diane's dress for the memorial mm-hmm. musings right, kathy has a new addition to musings which mm-hmm. i'm a little bit nervous about yeah she well, preempted so, it to me and didn't really tell me what's happening no because so. this section is now going to be called kathy asked stacy for her thoughts <laughs> so <laughs> I have two questions for you. Okay. One came up in the magazine that you bought me, which not an ad, but is the Soap Opera Digest for this week, April 3rd. And in the back, there's a letter. It's like from audience people. I don't know, from readers. And there's a letter about Sam McCall's character and how she's really off screen now. That we're getting glimpses of her life with Dante we're not really actively involved in what's happening as she, what what she's doing. And I have always thought that Sam's character is such an interesting with a private investigator, like you could do fun stories in that. But then that got me thinking, what are like, how do you feel about all the, the careers in general and I'm not necessarily trying to make this a gender thing, but I'm just specifically for women. I'm not saying that the men's story would be any different, but for female characters on this soap, I just, other than doctors and police women, do we even like see them working? Well, Laura's the mayor. Yeah. I've seen her mayor stuff. That's true. Mostly it seems to be networking. Um, I saw Eileen, um, yeah. and we see Alexis all the time working. We pretty yeah. much only see Alexis working. Yeah. There's not a real wide, for anybody, like a real wide variety of jobs. No. For example, nobody's, uh, you know, working in retail. I mean, Christina works at the bar. Um, oh, that's true. There's not like... One of, so the other magazine that I got was the People magazine, like the all GH thing. And it has a map of like what Port Charles in theory looked like back in the day. And there are other things. I mean, I know you can't do all of the things all of the time, but you know, like Joss is in college and she's now switching to be pre-med. Trina's following in ava's footsteps there's not a lot of breaking out yeah 
I know. I I guess you're right. Like, if you think about it, Diane's a lawyer. Molly's a lawyer. Like, I guess we do see them working. I almost never see Molly working, though. That's true. She shows up at the courthouse every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would like to see more of that private investigator type business. I think that would be super fun. Give her a partner like Spinelli and have him solve a crime every week. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be fun. And also, it kind of also focused on how, like, They've blended their families, but we never see their families. Like, that's true. In their house, that's not a thing. Yeah, they're not. They're non-existent. The other question I have is: as so, can Esme be redeemed? I think this is a soap that is full of redemption. I don't see why she can't be redeemed. I mean, even Ava hinted at it. We're all judged by the worst thing that we've ever done. So, I so a long time ago, and we've t- like you've mentioned it a few times. You think Cameron's character would have gotten together with Esme's character, like that was a potential like pairing. I think if that had happened, I can see a pathway to redemption. I don't necessarily see a pathway to redemption on her own. Well, and you know, spinning back to the jobs. Esme wants to get a job. She needs to. What is she going to do? What is she going to do? Let's figure it out. And I I thought it was interesting that that's what threatened Spencer. Yeah. Because she gets a little money. She also doesn't have a job. Well, and neither does really Joss. Right, but Joss is in school. Spencer is not. Oh, that's true. Spencer is a man child of leisure. I mean, he is. He's doing nothing. Yeah. Mm. Anyways. All right. Well, way to becoming Nicholas. Yeah. He basically is Nicholas at this point. The only other musing I have is Marshall's talk with Spencer and Trina. Um, I thought that was really a lovely grandpa talk, uh, giving Trina some love. And then also kind of having a heart to heart with Spencer around, hey, don't look for validation from the outside. My other musing is about Cameron's going away. That was real sweet. Oh, yeah. Tears. Um, He brought Esme to his party and Spencer, true to form, just assholes right up. Uh, (laughs) I apparently have have an agenda myself. Um, You do not like Spencer as much as I do not like Nina. (laughs) Well, I mean, I kept thinking he could be redeemed and he just, he keeps... Anyway, doubling down on his asshole behavior. Yeah, no, I'm with Um, you. But the the cute breakfast scene and like how how Cameron sort of lost it. And he's like, I can't go. You guys aren't ready for me to go. And that's kind of what Elizabeth had been saying to Finn. And she was like, no, you go. She's like, this is what you're supposed to do. And it makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the little the little artwork to take with him. Yeah, so sweet. Very sweet. Okay. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, no, let us know what you think. It it would be fun to hear from you. And uh, you can kind of go to our website at rbgaching.com and see how to get a hold of us. But also, if you wanted to add a comment or um, let other people know about the podcast, we'd really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And apparently we're on Amazon now. So maybe that brings in new people. It was so fun to get a request for us to add a new service. So if there's somewhere you want to listen to us that we're not on, let us know that too. Yep. We'll figure it out. Yep. 
and we'll talk to you next week. Ah, uh, yay for the nurses ball. Woohoo! <laughs>